0: Hey, Peppin, Yo, yo. We've been talking about Death Note a lot lately. Um, I think we should do so again, clean up a little bit off of uh, the last episode and jump into some of the more lighthearted, funny stuff. I have a lot of things that I want to talk about with that. You down? Wait, wait. So we're going to talk about the lighter side? Oh, we need to talk. So glad you could join us for another discussion about my favorite show of all time, Death Note I'm sitting here once again with Pepin Yo yo And uh, my brother's back to talk about Death Note a little bit more Welcome back Nick, how are you? Pretty good Definitely glad to have you I'm of course Meter And this is We Need to Talk So glad you're here, I'm here And Death Note is a thing Because I really like that show Yeah, I think we all like it. Not as much as me. I like it the most of anybody. Yeah, mister, I'm going to watch it in three days. 17 times. Okay, so uh, I want to start. I know last time we talked about the ending. Um, And from what I understand, there are some small differences between the ending of the show and the ending of the manga. And I would love to hear a little bit more about that. You've read the manga, Nick.
1: Yeah, I have. Um. So basically, it's pretty much the same ending. The only differences that I noticed were when Light is calling out to all of his pawns and all of his quote-unquote friends, um, he, in the manga, also then asks Ryuk to help him and to write everybody's name except for his in the Death Note. But Ryuk refuses and said says that it's just over and he just needs to accept that it's over now. And also, the other difference is that Mikami doesn't die in the warehouse. Then he actually is gets put in jail and commits suicide later. How does he kill himself later?
0: Because I thought Harry Carey was like a brilliant way to end that, like killed by the pen that he was writing everybody else's name with. That so symbolic. Um.
1: Yeah. I'm not. Totally sure. I think it's something similar. I don't really remember,
2: to be honest. I think something interesting there is that he would have Ryuk try to kill all these people, and that kind of confused me a little bit because Light was very aware that Ryuk was not on anybody's
0: side there. Ryuk pretended... Okay, we're going to get into a fucking Ryuk yeah. conversation like this, so screw this lighthearted one. We're saving that for the next time. Ryuk was in <laughs> no... Ryuk was in no way. He, Ryuk <laughs> pretended that he was not in on Light's side. Light would have lost like in the first... Three or four episodes had it not been for Ryuk. Like, Light would not have survived a single month without Ryuk. I agree wholeheartedly. I think I've said that
1: since the first time I watched it, that I think that Ryuk plays a way bigger part in Light's success than Light's just, like, genius to begin with. Like, just the fact that Ryuk even put rules to begin with in the notebook, like, that alone allowed him to manipulate the notebook and figure out different ways to use it and specifically one of the biggest parts that always sticks out to me is when light is confronted with um misura the female uh, like ex fbi agent that's ray penber's fiance and when she gives light the false name originally ruk laughs and that is the main reason why light even suspects it to be false in the begin with like if ruk hadn't laughed at her saying her false name, then I don't know if Light would have come to the conclusion in time because they were on their way back and he was on, a, like, a short time frame that he needed to kill her, so...
0: He even says, uh, towards the the very end of that scene, like, um, oh, and Ryuk was laughing. Uh, he's laughed every time she's brought her name up. Now I'm sure that, that she gave me a fake name. And that's what led him to go back and, and actually get her real name.
2: Though, is this intentional on Ryuk's part because as far as i understand his character he doesn't really care he just finds it
0: all entertaining and he will do something for entertainment if he wants to he finds it entertaining and he does small little things to help light out to keep the game going because he knows that the game can reach this pinnacle point and it's nowhere near it and he absolutely needs Ryuk's help in order to continue on this game So it's not so much about being on his side,
2: but more on the side of entertainment and wanting to continue... Like, it's the same end in a way, because he wants it to continue on, but not because he agrees with Light morally, just because he finds it
0: interesting and exciting. Because it is, honestly. That was the whole point of him dropping the notebook in the first place. Right. And he tells... In the first episode, he tells Light, like, it just happened to fall near you, and then... Like, why are you being so conceited? Thinking that like you're the the chose the one that I chose, and then Light's like, no, no, that's not like Light calls his bluff, and then Ryuk's like, well, the truth is I've been bored. So like Ryuk basically says like I chose you to be the one because Ryuk saw the potential, and I think Ryuk saw a lot of himself in Light, um, and uh, and then uh, the other great example that. Uh, of Ryuk really helping Light is when he says, um, "says there's somebody following." You.
1: Th- that was going to bring up too, and it's interesting that he tells him that because it's the exact, also the exact moment that he tells him, "Oh, like I'm not on your side. Like this isn't why I'm telling you this. It's only because I'm getting creeped out." Blah blah blah. But I would say that that's bullshit, anyways, because like, why would he be getting creeped out about being like? Looked at or whatever, or like because he can't be seen, obviously, and also like he, he nothing, they can't do anything
2: to him, so why would he care? Well, I'd still be pretty creeped out as well. I mean, if I was in Ryuk's position there, and I, it's I would say he's more aiding than he is helping. Like I, th- I think the distinction now would that make a
1: synonym aiding and helping.
2: Uh, you might be an aide to someone, but not you know it's more like your job or you're you're kind of doing it for different reasons. Like he's being an aide... It is kind of, like, semantical, but his goal isn't necessarily to further Light's ends, but it's rather just to create something interesting. And, you know, perhaps he's thinking in the back of his mind when that agent's following him, okay, this might give him an opportunity to kind of uh, further his ends because it'd be more interesting to see him deal with this agent and stuff. But I also think he's legitimately creeped out. And I think the whole part of, like, I'm just telling you this because uh, I'm creeped out and going into explanation, I'm not there to help you out. It's just more to let the audience know that, you know, Ryuk's not on his side. He's just kind of creeped out. He's sort of own personal reasons.
0: Ryuk wants the game to continue. Therefore, he is on Light's side. Because if Light dies, the game ends. The only time he stops being on Light's side... Is at the very, very end. So when Light gives up ownership of the notebook and like does all those switches around with the notebooks, like Ryuk did not have to do any of that. He did that all. And then when he, um, when he checks for all the cameras, like he uses the excuse, "Oh, I need to. I want to be able to eat apples." Like technically, he could go off and go eat apples anywhere. Like he doesn't need to necessarily stick right where Light is, and he proves that countless times by not having the shinigami necessarily right next to the person he just lets that be an excuse for him to be able to help light to check if there's cameras and bugs and he constantly uses all these fake excuses to further light's ends yes it's for the reason of his own entertainment and it's really for his own selfish reason but regardless without ryuk's help Light would not have ever succeeded to the point he did. Yeah, I'd
2: agree with that. I mean, there's a point later on where I forget what it was exactly. Like, Mel had the notebook or something, and then, like, Ryuk went flying somewhere to do something. And it kind of seemed like he was, like, on, you know, helping out. It was going a bit beyond normal Ryuk. Hey, do you remember what I was talking about at all? I th- I think you're. I think
1: so. I think it's when Sido comes to the human world, the other Shinigami that was originally the owner of the Death Note that Ryuk gave to Light, Um, he comes after his Death Note and begins to follow Ryuk, because he knows Ryuk took it, and then Ryuk's like, I don't know where it is, blah, 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 and then, yeah, like, I think that's the moment you're talking about, because he's definitely flying by himself, and Sido's following him, and I don't exactly remember where he's going.
2: He's going to some kind of place in, I think it's New Mexico or something, some place in America, and it's like an underground shelter... Well that's where Seto goes, yes. Yeah.
0: But he, I think Nick's saying he doesn't know where Ryuk is going and that's at the point where uh Mikami has the notebook and Ryuk has just just disappeared. Because Ryuk is technically still following Light around. Mm-hmm. Because remember he's in the, he's in the room with him when uh yeah. when they have the notebook yeah. and when um when Near brings it up yeah. and asks he's like I'd like to talk to the Shinigami, but anyway. Um so so that's why I think that Ryuk is, is on Light's side in a way. It, to a selfish means, yes. But still, without Ryuk, Light would not have gotten to where it was. Right, right. That's definitely...
2: I mean, ultimately, that's definitely true because he dropped a notebook and he came in with. But yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so many points where Light would have just failed if it was not for Ryuk. And I kind of feel like he was holding on to some... Uh, rules to himself, you know, like not saying certain things just to kind of tell him later right, in a way, right? Just uh, you know, see how White reacted.
0: Like, definitely definitely early on where he holds on to like when someone touches the notebook, uh, but he's always get tells him the rules before something bad happens or to try and save him from a situation.
1: Yeah, I agree. He definitely does um tell him at a convenient time for light. Um, but also, I'd like to say that I don't think Ryuk really knows how to use the notebook that well anyways. He just knows, like, basic rules, and that's about it. Like, he doesn't understand the manipulation rules, like, at all, I don't think. Like, how you can control people and stuff like that. Like, at Light Era had to do all of that um, discovery by himself.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think Ryuk ever had the need to go to these extremes right. of... Yeah, you know, having to like fool people or having to exploit these rules. So it would make sense for him not to know that kind of you know, stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like a d- Shinigami in their regular role doesn't need to know that stuff. Like they're just there to just kill people to keep on living. But I also think that there's a hierarchy in Shinigami world anyways, of like more powerful Shinigamis, not by like their ability, but by knowledge. And so, Ryuk could have learned those things if he wanted to and have a better grasp. But Shinigami are lazy,
2: so... On that point, uh, there's a Shinigami god, is that correct? Yeah, king, yeah. or oh, king. Shinigami king. Yeah, that'd be already done. Shinigami god. Uh, Sh- Shinigami king. And would you say he's just more knowledgeable about Death Notes and how to do all kind of stuff?
1: I think that the Shinigami... King actually has abilities that other Shinigami don't. I think he actually has the ability to punish and kill other Shinigami. I think he might be the only one that is capable of that. Because I know that there are rules that Shinigami have to follow in laws of their land. And if they break them, they can be killed like
2: Rem does when she breaks the rule. Right, so you'd probably say that was the Shinigami God, or sorry, King, uh, killing her, maybe? I don't know if that's necessarily
1: true or if that's just like some type of nature of theirs like I, I don't know honestly but I'm fairly sure that he is the one that administers punishment and stuff like that because like, they have laws.
0: Maybe he's the one who put the, the those rules into power in the first place because it's pretty clear he can assign death notes to people because he reassigns Seto's death note to Ryuk. Mm, I agree. Which is kind of odd because, okay, that that's something I completely didn't understand because, first off, Seto was completely glossed over in the whole show. He's just like a plot device to get rid of the third notebook. Yeah. But when he goes down to Earth, he has to get them to touch the Death Note in order for them to see him. Why Hadn't they already touched it? I also found that part a little bit confusing because, like,
1: he goes there and they're all, like, holding, handling the Death Note, especially the person that the owner of it is, like, Jack Nalen or whatever his name is. And, yeah, and they don't see him. And then he, I think Mello's actually holding the Death Note at the time and he picks it up and puts it on top of Jack whatever's head. And then he sees him and then they all have to touch it. I'm assuming that there's some type of thing that they don't mention in the show where the original owner, if they touch it and then someone else touches it, then it's like you know what I mean? Like if the Shinigami touches the notebook and then a human touches it as the original owner. I don't But Ryuk never
0: touches Light's notebook. I maybe it's something well, he more did. like he wh- did
1: touch it before he dropped it. And he was well, yeah, lashing he, he
0: he dropped it from in the Shinigami world. He didn't like go down to earth and set it there. He like aimed it.
1: Maybe I mean he could have been just
0: flying in the air, I guess in but it.
1: I don't I don't think so though because then it shows him after light already has it going
0: to the Shinigami world. Maybe or, it's, to the human world. Sorry. Maybe it kind of resets when the Shinigami goes to Earth. That starts the ability to see the Shinigami once the once the notebook is touched by the original owner.
1: It's something just completely not touched on in the story or the yeah. manga. Honestly, like it's just kind of that's what happens. Like I don't really know why. It must be some type of rule having to do with him touching it before they did.
2: Yeah, I'm honestly pretty confused by this right now because <laughs> it could just be a um, a plot hole, to be honest. But we could always justify it with some kind of rule, like we're trying to do. Yeah, I yeah, I've, I've,
1: it's it's such a confusing and in depth show that I've found plot holes before that aren't real. Like I thought they were plot holes, and then I just like think about it and think about it, and I work it out and just realize it's not, like, for a while, I was really confused about how the, um, Japanese police had a death note, and then how they had given a death note back to Sido to take back, and then how, also, um, Mikumi, or Misa at the time had it, and I was really confused for a while, until I remembered, like, Rem...
0: Died and dropped her death note. Blah blah blah. Yeah, there were three death just, notes yeah. when Rem died. Yeah, exactly. Which and then, implies that the death note that M has, I mean N that Near has at the end. Does Misa's is well? It's nobody's. Misa gave up, gave it to Mikami's. to Mikami, and Mikami killed himself. So technically, it would be. Long to near. It is nearest because near was the last one to touch it, and he wrote his name in the death note. Arguable, but regardless, <laughs> but yes, regardless, he touched it. He was the last. He was one on or... his person when me died, right? So, and that his. would transfer it over to him. Yeah. Which, if if touching the death note allowed him to see Ryuk, wouldn't that mean that it was Ryuk's notebook? True. And wouldn't that mean that Ryuk now has to stay with Near? Until the notebook is finished or he dies? Then
1: that's possibly, like, foreshadowing that the notebook gets destroyed. Then and there, maybe. Very good point. Maybe Nier burns it then and there to stop any evidence of him having written in it
2: coming out. That way no one else gets to look at it. You're really on that. I I
1: (laughs) I think it's real.
0: I could see Nier burning it. I mean, that's what I assume you would do. I could, too. Um. So we mentioned the Shinigami world, and I had a a, a theory about it, um, especially in in relation to Light. So at one point when when Ryuk is talking to Light, he says uh, that he, he quote, even if you did write names, the other Shinigami, well, he says the others would just laugh at you for working too hard. So writing isn't extending your life only it's it's work for them so with that in mind light also says afterwards you told me just now that the shinigami world is slowly rotting right well when you return from this world why not use what you've learned here to try and change it for the better so i think that the shinigami's original role was to do what light is doing and punish those who are being bad But they got lazy because they could live forever. And over time, they stopped caring about... They didn't need to kill people anymore to extend their life. So they fell into things that were more fun, like gambling and sleeping and just like being overall lazy. So they fell out of their role of keeping justice and order. And then the world started... Our world started going to shit. So so light saying, without necessarily even realizing it I'm going to show you and Ryuk says a couple times like you're already a better Shinigami than than most any so Light's saying I'm going to show you what a Shinigami r- can do like what their real power is and what they should really be using it for and you can bring this back to your world and make your world something worth living for again give you guys' lives meaning
1: I yeah like that's An interesting theory, but at the same time, I don't understand how that, what you're saying, could affect, how that could affect their world as, like, a a thing. Like, that's not the reason why the world is dying. It's the reason why they're lazy, but it wouldn't make sense for the reason why their physical world around them would be dying. Like, them killing humans isn't, is giving them life, not
0: their world. Because they don't have purpose anymore, and now they're lazy. All they do is sleep and gamble. Yeah, but it's not implied that they did anything before that.
1: Like, they just killed humans. Like, that's all their purpose is. It, it's a metaphor.
2: Well, I, I think Steve's making a point here, because I watched this episode the other day, trying to catch up a little bit, and it's the episode where, uh, you know, Light says to Ryuk, you know, uh, you can you take this knowledge back to your world, like Steve was saying, and uh, make it better. And I was expecting, you know, Ryuk to be kind of like, what the what What are you talking about that doesn't make any sense you know like what but he he says oh wow you're quite the optimist like he doesn't have much of a reaction and kind of like it's almost like he's kind of considering it in his mind a little bit oh yeah that, that could be a thing and the question would be compared to what you know like i expect and to say like like make it better what do you mean it's just, it's just this is a wasteland where we just kind of gamble and shit you know it's, 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 we don't do much here. But instead, he's just kind of like, huh, yeah, he doesn't agree with it, but he doesn't, you know, he would correct him if that was the case. But it's almost like he could make it better in some kind of way. And the question would be, what kind of way? Uh, Your theory is that it would be kind of like, they would be providing justice in the world, right?
0: Yeah, giving giving purpose to their lives.
2: Giving purpose to their life by providing justice in the human world. And that could be a purpose there. I'm not sure that would be the purpose, but definitely seems like there might be a motive or something to make better about the world. Ryu's motivation is obviously to get something interesting, because he doesn't really find gambling or doing all that kind of stuff very interesting. But he might actually see there being a higher purpose in his life. And what that is, I don't know. But it could be providing justice to the world, and maybe that's why he finds Kira so interesting. Because that's what Kira is doing himself.
1: The other thing that I would mention with their world that I'm thinking about is I mean, to back up your thing about they had a previous um purpose and stuff like that it's like i guess that their world could have been different before they got lazy like you're saying and they just haven't kept on like kept up with their world and that's why it's a wasteland now like that's what you're saying right
0: yeah and i'm saying that their world is a metaphor like it's not like like every like the world is a wasteland like it's like light and ryuk in the first episode both say in tandem this world is rotten, and they mean it in completely different ways. Like, light means, like, people are rotten, and Ryuk means the world literally is rotting. Yeah. So, w- they're metaphors for each other.
1: I Yeah, no, I agree. I was just talking specifically about the Shinigami realm, and it's because the thing I noticed is that what they use to gamble and stuff like that like they're using skulls and bones how are their skulls and bones there when they die they turn to dust and rust like they don't turn to skulls and bones so why are there skulls and bones in the shinigami realm to me that shows that there could have possibly been other creatures there originally and if you're saying that they've gotten lazy and blah 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 over time then maybe that's the remnants of what they used to have they used to have livestock or something i don't know and what
0: happens to them when they die
1: who? Shinigami. They turn to this mixture of sand and rust. It's neither sand nor rust. But and it... and what
0: is their, what are their, what's their world made out of? What are their apples when Misa takes a bite?
1: Yeah, they're like sand.
0: She says it's like sand. Yeah. Like mm. their whole world is dead Shinigami. Except for the bones that are there yeah. that don't have a reason for being there.
2: Yeah, I'm going to interject my own theory here, uh, which Nick was kind of getting at. We were talking about this earlier— and I, I think the Shinigami realm used to have, like, life in it. It used to be fully populated and, you know, maybe they had the livestock. Maybe they had, like, uh, you know, whole palaces and, you know, towns and stuff. And I think they figured out how to extend their lives by, you know, having these death notes. And, you know, if we go off the knowledge theory, maybe they in knowledge about how to do this stuff. And some people are normal, more knowledgeable, some people are less knowledgeable. And... They started going crazy with it because they didn't want to die. And they ended up killing everything in their world, which is why the world's so desolate. It's so terrible there. And all these people were afraid to die, hence why they killed the whole world there. And so they had to find another dimension, the human realm. And now they're just kind of taking off the human realm. And they don't really want to go there because it's, you know, why? It's not their world, but. That was a kind of rambling tangent at the
0: end there. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like killed your own yeah, theory. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, sit- I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, that's actually really brilliant. I didn't think about that, and then you just like <laughs> the other <laughs> that that was really brilliant, Nate. I, I really like that. Remembering to the- stop working halfway
1: through. <laughs> the other the other thing to do with their realm and the Shinigami in, in it that I would question is. If there, like, well, not if, there is in this thing a king of the Shinigami, why has he stopped enforcing them to act how they're supposed to act? Like, if the world is getting so rotten there and stuff, why isn't the king taking leadership and, like, making people do what they need
0: to do to keep it from being so rotten? I argue the king would be in the same boat. Lazy. Yeah, Yeah. he's... he's the one Like, you know how in, like, vampire movies or Tuck Everlasting or whatever, you have people who live forever, they find it more to be a curse than anything because after a while, you re- there's no meaning. without Without an expiration date, there's no meaning to life. I feel like they fell into that. And like Nate said, they're too scared to die, but they don't remember why they're living. So they're kind of just stuck in this void of, like, sleep and gamble. Like, there's nothing else to do. The
1: other thing to do with uh, skulls and stuff and possibly having livestock and stuff like that is... Rem mentions that they don't even need to eat anyways. They've evolved to the point where their, like, organs and stuff like that don't even... Like, they they don't work. They're nothing. Like, they don't need sustenance. They don't need... Anything besides to
0: write note like write names in the death note to live, so why would there be livestock? Well, at one point they did. At yeah. one point, imagine that it was like this normal world, and then I had I got the I figured out the power to take the life from other things, take their life force and add it to my own, and therefore I didn't need to eat or drink yeah. or do anything because I was taking their life force, so there was no way I could die. Yeah. And I didn't want to die, so I had to keep taking life forces, keep taking them, keep taking them, keep taking them. And then other people had this power, were given this power as well, because I didn't want my friends or my family to die. So I gave you guys this power, and then you guys had to keep taking life forces. And over time, they killed everything. So in that sense, evolution took over. And um, because I lived so long after, I lived to the point where none of my insides were real anymore because like the the physical form of my body more or less disappeared the only thing that was left was the bones and really those the uh they look like dead they look dead the shinigami all of them that's actually what i was going to say is i think that it could just be
1: in the manga i'm not sure i can't fully remember but at some point i remember rem actually saying that She corrects herself because she says we've evolved to a point where we don't need our, like, to eat, like, sustenance because we don't have organs or whatever. But I think she corrects herself and says, actually, it's more like we've, like, they've disintegrated. Like, literally, their organs have disintegrated and they don't, that's why they don't need to eat.
2: Well, you can imagine like this. I mean, they have had their lives so extended they actually don't need to eat because their lives are, like, thousands of years, you know, extended, right? And so... Are most of them going to eat? And they've destroyed their world. What do they have to eat, right? So it's just kind of a natural kind of progression of not eating and you know, still being
0: able to live. Right. So they end up destroying their own world. And then like you said, they need to look into another world. And then they're only really – it's like the human world to them is a cattle farm. It's Mm -hmm. just free life. Whenever you need it, you just take a little bit of life and then you just keep doing whatever in your own world. But, but what Light is teaching Ryuk is your life doesn't need... Like, you guys have this amazing power. You can use it for a good purpose. You don't need to just use it for stealing life. Like, you have this amazing power. Use it to better yourselves. Use it to make your lives have meaning again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think Ryuk would see that as, like, just have any
2: kind of meaning. You know, not even a good meaning. Just kind of something... Something there, which is Ryuk's trying to get at that with his own kind of motivation. You know, it's anything. You know, so something that's not gambling
0: or just kind of chatting about stupid shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that Ryuk sees himself in light, yeah, and that's the biggest, the biggest motivation for Ryuk.
2: Yeah, the first couple episodes, especially, were trying to draw all these parallels between the two, and they're definitely very, very similar. I, I, I think the one difference which we're definitely getting at here is that. Ryuk has no real purpose. Well, White has extreme purpose. Other than that, they're also just they're both just looking for, you know, something interesting, something to do, something, you know, to make their lives more interesting.
0: Although to be fair, when Light first gets the notebook, um, he says that uh nobody would believe that it was just a coincidence when he kills the first two people. So like he thinks that he's going to be caught like immediately. And then he says, like, immediately says, would it make me a murderer? And, like, he's worried, like, about the, the moral implications on himself and then immediately ignores his own question and embraces it and says, I'm the only one who can do this. I have to do this. And, like, turns to anger and says, the world is rotten. I have to do this. Could anybody else do this? I. That's the one
2: part. That's one part in the series that kind of confuses people a lot. I've showed this show to, like, maybe uh, two or three people. And, actually, it's, like, four people. Four people. And they've always seen that little point where he just kind of flips. And it's kind of like, wow, that was was quick, you know. And I'm not sure if it makes sense. I think it does. I can't say why, though. I think it's probably just to keep the plot
1: going, honestly. Like, I I think – I don't really think a normal person – it would be that quick of a decision. Like, like, I feel like it would take a lot more convincing themselves before they just agree to it. I think the reason why he just does it then and there is just to keep the plot moving of the story. Honestly,
0: it's because of the death note, the death note changes light because light without the death note is L with the death note. He's Kira. Light is two different people at once, kind of.
1: But I don't, I don't really fully agree with that. Like, I think that it's the power, definitely, that changes him. But I still think he's the same
0: person. Like, so when Light loses the death note, what's the first thing he does? Is he tries to catch tries to catch Kira? Yeah, he is L,
1: and I, he, I don't like he, how you say that. How oh, <clears throat> he is L, I don't agree with that. They're two separate people, and they have
0: two like two separate thought processes. They're not the same person. He, if... Okay, so if Light wasn't Kira, when L died, Light would have taken over and become L. Light actually surpasses L because he's the one who discovers that the Yotsuba group is using it and he's the one who gives L meaning again in his life to be able to push forward and help catch Kira. Light... When if he, light doesn't have the notebook, he is the world's greatest detective. Is that a, a better use for you than saying he's L? Yes. I see.
2: I don't. I also wouldn't feel comfortable with saying he's L exactly. He was. He's very much similar to him. He's kind of very similar. There's no doubting that. But during that whole plot line where he lost his memory and was helping L, the whole detective stuff, they kept on alluding to you know, like kind of having this gradual change, you know, instead of the soul change, no, sorry, instead of having the very quick change where he first had the Death Note, he started wondering, you know, what would I do if I had this? You know, I, he's obviously, Kira's obviously evil, but, you know, if I had this power, would I do it for, use it for this reason?
0: Yeah, Because that's... Kira is a part of him. He, a, a part of him is, is Kira, but it without the Death Note as the catalyst to push him... He strays towards good. I agree. And that's why
1: I disagree when you say that he has, like, two personalities, kind of like how you say it. Like, I think that he is himself, and he is generally good until he gets such power. Like, if he had the power in a different form, other than the Death Note, I think the same exact thing would happen. I don't think it's necessarily the Death Note that is is the reason why he is how he is i think it's the power that comes with the death note i argue
0: that he does have that power in his own brilliance in his own deductive reasoning and he uses it to try and catch kira it's a completely separate power like between killing people and just being smart like those are two different things he's he's the smartest the smartest kid his age what does that have to do with killing it it doesn't. It's a different. You said if he had a different power, I feel like he I would still. I said he had a different.
1: It. I said if he had the same power from a different place, like.
0: So if he had the power to magically kill people, but it wasn't a notebook; it was a different piece of paper, like that. Yeah, because that's you, the same you power. Ex-
1: yeah, but you explicitly keep saying that the Death Note changes him. I don't think it's the Death right. Note. Right, the power. Okay,
0: by the Death Note, I mean the power that the Death Note gives him.
2: Okay. Well, do you go on to like a similar train of thought here. I mean, White White was going kind to of train to become a detective, like his father. And in a way, detective also has the power to kind of grant life or death over people, over convicts, especially. So, in a way, you could argue that his mindset was already in that kind of place in a way. He's not like a judge or anything, but, you know, he's looking after that same kind of path
0: in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes. V- very good point. Uh, I think that. It's the deductive reasoning powers and the 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 game playing that he likes more than anything. And with the the power to kill, he strays towards Kira, but without it, he strays towards catching Kira. Definitely. So uh, that's what I mean by he has these two warring personalities within it, within him. Is he knows if I had this evil power, would I take the other side? Would I try and go against? the 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 way that I proceed now what would I do with that power and he doesn't like the thought of what he would do with that power and he keeps trying to push it out of his head because he knows deep down that it is a part of him okay I'm going to introduce like a
2: hypothetical here so this is my own belief so you might disagree with this so I think let's say that just died of a heart attack right during the investigation where Light has lost his memory. And then let's say, let's say Light takes over. And then he eventually gets hold of the Death Note. I mean, this is kind of contrived and stuff. But I think when Light got a hold of it, he would eventually become Kira again. You know, I think he would take hold of that Kira. Let's know the you know, whole plot aspects. Uh,
0: hold That's on. Like you want to like. ignore the plot. No, hold on a second. I
2: didn't, I didn't, didn't, I didn't make that clear enough. So I think that when... So I think that if got the Death Note, that he wouldn't become a Kira-like entity. I think he would get rid of it. He could prove it is, you know, a natural Death Note that does what it does, and that Kira is Light, and so on and so forth. But I don't think he would continue on using it. Now, in the other case, I think Light, if he were to rediscover the Death Note, and let's say he doesn't get his memory back or whatever, just for the sake of the argument, I think he would become Kira. So I think there's a difference here between Kira and and uh, L there, I agree.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Well, it's
1: just because you keep saying light is L, and I think he makes a, in, like a really good point in saying
0: that they're not the same because L would get rid of it, and light wouldn't. I, I agree with that. I was trying to kind of summarize things and not have to say like go into super detail. When I said the notebook, I meant like the power that the notebook has and the 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 way that it affects light and the the idea of being a god and the fact that it comes from a god and all of the things that are wrapped up in it and that's why i just said the notebook because i thought that that would kind of wrap it up a little bit better and then when i said l i kind of meant you know the being able to 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 chase after somebody like kira and Um, being able to work alongside his dad and being the world's greatest detective and using these insane deductive reasoning skills. And they draw so many parallels between L and Light, like both being amazing at tennis, both giving the speech and getting perfect scores on the tests and all of these different things. By L, I don't mean literally he would be physically the same person with all of the same attributes. I just mean that he has the same general... They come to the same conclusions, and they have so many parallels that he is, in that sense, the same person. Right. I Th- think that's a really, really good distinction that you made, though, Nathan.
2: Yeah, thank you for clarifying that, because I was getting a little confused there, because I thought, you know, obviously, that you were saying that L would have been in the same position, would have done the same things as White. And, yeah. Uh, but as you were saying.
0: I thought it was, uh, I, I really liked the point where... Um where Light tells Ryuk that he's going to kill all the bad people and then Ryuk says but then you'll be the only bad guy left like that was amazing and then Light just looks at him with that like really innocent look and he's like I have no idea what you're talking about I'm a hardworking honors student who's considered to be one of Japan's best and yeah. brightest and I will become god of this new world One more thing that I wanted to bring up real quick is uh, the whole scene with L on the roof because I think that that scene is was amazingly done. Um, it starts out with L standing up on the roof in the rain and Light trying to call to him, being like, what are you doing? And then he makes him come over and they stand in the rain and they talk. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And L says... Don't you hear them? The church bells. He says, maybe a wedding or... uh," And then just like trails off, obviously implying funeral. Um, And that's like amazing foreshadowing for him knowing he's about to die. Um, And then that episode opens in the first place with W, with Watery with a young child standing in front of a church with the bells ringing and snow falling. I take that to imply that that's his parents' funeral Elle's parents' funeral because every time snow falls when um what what's the yeah, naomi when, yeah when me yeah when she's about to die when Na- when naomi gets killed she's the one who's ray penber's fiance when Elle kills her the second he touches her license which is her giving over her name you see a snowflake fall snow is always symbolic of death in this show so when it's snowing and there's church bells, which he's already set up to imply that, or which is later set up to imply a funeral, and W is standing there, who runs the orphanage with a young child who's crying, that's L. And it's L at his parents' funeral. Yep.
2: I think when I saw that, I figured it was L. I didn't think about the parents' funeral thing, though. Agreed. I think it's. I think
1: they make it fairly obvious that it's supposed to be L as a little kid in front of the orphanage. But the the parents' dying thing is something definitely that it definitely most makes people sense. probably overlook
0: because I overlooked it. Like, I didn't think about that. Hmm. So that whole thing happens. And then he, he talks to Light about, have you ever told the truth in your life? And then Light lies. And then L says... I thought you might say something like that. And like he he knew exactly what Light was going to say and Light said it. And then they go back inside. And the next scene is them toweling off. And it's the extremely homoerotic scene where L offer L starts wiping down Light's feet. And then Light's like, well, "What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, I just saw you wiping down, so I figured I'd help. I'm really good at foot massages. And then Light's like... And he says, please, it's the least I can do to atone for my sins. And then Light says, okay, that's fine. So he's treating... L is treating Light like a god. Foot baths were a huge thing to to do for, like, uh, messiahs, like like Jesus and stuff like that.
2: So... I'm going to disagree with here because I, I, I've I thought about this scene before, and it's obviously referencing the whole part in was it, Mark or something, the part of the Bible where Jesus goes to, I think it's Mary Magdalene, who is a, I think she's, she's actually a whore. Or a prostitute. Prostitute, yeah. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of a game. So she's actually a prostitute, and he gets down and starts washing her feet, which just doesn't make any sense according to the customs, because, you know, number one, she'd be washing his feet since he was the guest. Number two, you know, she's, she's an unclean and everything. So it's kind of showing in the religion that God is there to serve you. And I think this is similar here, not necessarily, you know, L trying to serve as God, but he's trying to say, he's trying to put him in the role of Jesus, saying, you think you're God? You're some kind of prostitute. You're kind of some kind of cheap scape, you know, and I'm cleaning you. You know, he's putting himself in the position of Jesus, and it's kind of like a very, kind of weird talking down to him. And that's how I saw it, at least.
0: I think light sees it as, because he's, because L says, it's the least I can do to atone for my sins, light sees it as, Somebody serving him as a god. Mm. And that's more what I meant. I think that you raise a point that's, like, even way better than the point I was making.
1: Um, the other thing is, immediately after that, in the same scene, I think that L actually says, like, we're, we'll be parting ways soon. He looks like, him dead in the yeah. eye and
0: says, we'll be parting
1: ways. However, it's also implied that he's talking about the fact that his plan is to test the 13-day rule out, like, immediately after this, he's telling everybody, and that'll prove that Light is Kira, so therefore they'd be parting ways anyways because Kira's about to get caught. But I agree that it's probably most likely L knowing that he was going to die soon because he was so close to catching Light. That's
0: exactly the way I feel because L is saying... We'll be parting ways soon. He knows that the conclusion is coming because he's testing the 13-day rule.
1: It goes either way, yeah.
0: So he's saying one way or the other, we're parting. Either you're going to be innocent or you're going to be guilty. Either way, we're not going to be have a reason to see each other anymore. But he knows that Light is Kira. He he knows yeah, it. He like knows It's, it's obvious. But the only reason that he won't just arrest him or kill him or whatever is because that's not how they play the game. It's not proof. And there's that's not proof. And without proof, he's not going to end the game. So he knows Light will not let this happen. Light is going to kill him. He knows he's going to die. And that's why he's standing in the rain. That's why he hears the bells. And that's why he looks him in the eye and says, we will be parting ways soon. The
1: other thing about the rain that I had thought of originally watching the show is yes it's symbolism but i think that l also used the rain and made light come out on the roof with him on purpose and i think it's possible that maybe he did that because in the rain he would have seen if there was a shinigami it the rain would have hit against the shinigami and he could have then known okay he's definitely kira there's a shinigami following him um it's possible that that wouldn't have worked. Like, it's possible that the Shinigami could have, like, had the rain phase through it or whatever. But that was something that I thought of when I first watched it was that it's possible that he was using the rain
2: to show if there was an invisible being with him.
0: Hmm. I didn't even consider that.
2: Yeah, it's, it's possible. It could also just be a metaphor for being washed clean. Hmm. Also, just real quick, to draw an analogy or a parallel between. Because we keep drawing parallels between Ryuk and White, but there's also also a parallel between Ryuk and L, in the sense that, as you're saying, L is just in it for the game, and he just wants entertainment in a way, right? And he's kind of aware he's facing those his own death potentially in this instance, right? And he seems kind of fine with it in a way, because it's just like this is interesting, you know, this is fun, and he, you know, it's not like he doesn't want to catch light or kira rather but he does seem to really enjoy playing this game the only time he gets really freaked out is when he realizes oh shit shinigami are real
0: well when he realizes that they're real he doesn't freak out at all he's just kind of like so they do oh, exist." They, so they do exist when uh, but yeah you're talking about yeah. when he falls out of his chair when uh the first second mentioning. when second kira says we'll show our shinigami to each other and just the idea of it is, like, huge to him. But over time, it, it just, like, it gets brought up so much that he actually believes it by the time he sees it. He's like, oh, shit, it does exist.
2: Yeah, I don't see that being his. it's a very rational position for him to take as well because he strikes me as, like, a kind of extreme kind of atheist as we even go as we even supernatural things at all. And, you know, there's this weird supernatural thing already proven to exist – and it being something like Shinigami or something, okay, wh- whatever, that makes sense. Okay. I can see him buying that.
1: I think the other interesting thing about that is the is how Nier took the took realizing that there was Shinigami. He just took it as a matter of fact. He's just like, Oh well then they exist, okay. Like he doesn't even like think about it. He's like when Mallow tells him, like people are like, Wait, wouldn't that be a lie? Blah 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 and he's like, No, he wouldn't say a lie like that anyways, and so they exist.
0: As far as the show goes um, strictly from a writing standpoint, near is the extension of L. So anything that was established with L is immediately accepted by near because he is he's like the the continuation of of L. Yeah. So it it wouldn't take you know a huge leap for for near to to be like okay so light is Kira or um, Shinigami exists that's something that was already established. So it's just accepted by him. Right, right, true. Uh, we, we really glossed over M. He's a, a whole other character we'll have to talk about at some point um, because Mello is, is crazy. We didn't talk about so many things that I want to talk about. Um, but I think that next episode, you know, we teased it this episode and then I fucked you guys over. And you know what? This episode was awesome, so I don't care. You're going to like it. <laughs> You're going to love the next episode, too, because we're going to talk about really funny um, things that we saw that happen, and we're just going to kind of have a good time about it. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up about any of the things that we covered in this episode before we uh, we call it quits and move on to more lighthearted things? Don't make a light joke. I was going to
2: say that Yagami backwards is I am gay. <laughs> no, it's not. Because M-I
1: would be the last two letters. I would be i I-M. Like, I'm a gay. Oh, I'm a gay, maybe, yes. Yeah.
2: Wow, you just
0: I'm broke my brain.
1: <laughs> I'm a
2: gay. <laughs> and that was We Need to Talk. If you want to hear more, well, we're at Twitter at WNTT1. Also, we're on Facebook at We Need a Talk Show. It gives us a rating on iTunes. You not know, on Patreon. It gives us some donation money stuff. It's like a church, but even better because our savior is white. Or maybe it's N. M. Yeah. 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 Anyway, until next time.